Thank you to all Virginia Athletic Foundation members for your support of Virginia Athletics. This is Brennan Armstrong, quarterback for your Virginia Cavaliers. Your contributions help our team excel in the classroom, competition, and in the community. Go Hoos! Hi, I'm Tony Elliott. I encourage you to support our efforts to build the model program by becoming a member of the Virginia Athletics Foundation today. To make a difference in the lives of UVA student-athletes, call the Virginia Athletics Foundation at 434-982-5555 or visit virginiaathleticsfoundation.com. Canal Capital Management is a fully integrated wealth planning firm whose singular focus is on growing and in protecting the wealth of their clients. Canal's unique approach provides an array of services, including investment management, tax and financial planning, real estate management, business consulting, and family office services. Canal Capital Management and former UVA kicker Noah Greenbaum are proud supporters of Who's Talking. Canal was built for a single purpose, to provide clients with a simple, understandable process to grow, protect, and eventually transfer their wealth. Hello, this is Kevin Lang with Town Bank. As a proud graduate of EBA, I know talent gets you on the field, but it's attitude and effort that keeps you there. That's how we play at Town Bank. Local bankers, local decisions, team players. It's what you can count on from Town Bank. Serving others and enriching lives. Town Bank is a proud supporter of UVA sports. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Call for Clinical Research Partners. With all of the crazy new infections going on these days like Lyme, COVID, flu, and monkeypox, we need newer and better medicines to stay healthy. Clinical trials are the only way that happens. Clinical Research Partners is now testing new vaccines for flu, COVID, and more. We need you. Come in and be in one of our studies now. Find us at clinicalresearchrva.com. It's your number one online source as a Virginia fan. The Saber.com gives you the best access to Virginia football. Throws down the middle of the field. It's caught. Keon Johnson reaches Men's it. basketball. Cavaliers having to face the noise. Parentes fires from three and hits another dagger. And recruiting. You know, with UVA, I know he made a visit to, to Charlottesville last month. Plus, don't forget about the informative articles and, of course, the message boards. The online source for the serious Wahoo fan. TheSaber.com. Hi, this is Boyd Rawls. I'm an orthopedic hand surgeon specializing in hand, wrists, and elbow injuries. I'm a diehard Wahoo who completed nearly all of my training at the University of Virginia. Ortho Virginia is the largest multi-specialty orthopedic practice in Virginia. We have offices in Richmond, Lynchburg, Northern Virginia, and Virginia Beach. Our dedicated certified hand therapists will work hard to speed your recovery. For more information, please visit our website, orthovirginia.com. It's always Friday at TGI Fridays, and now it's always happy hour. All day, every day at all four of our Richmond locations with $4 cocktails and $2 Miller Lite drafts. All day, every day at TGI Fridays. Enjoy wings cooked to perfection in your choice of sauces, whiskey glaze, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo, garlic parm, apple butter barbecue, and many more. Join us every Sunday at the West Broad location for every pro football game. And cheer on your favorite team with all day happy hour only at TGI Fridays. Delivery available at fridays.com. At Kelleher, we've been serving the Metro Richmond area for over 50 years. We specialize in train heating and cooling products, in addition to serving all your heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, generator, and heating oil needs. With the fourth generation now in the business, Kelleher's team has the depth you can bet on for years to come. It's hard to stop a train, and it's hard to stop the Kelleher team. Orange and blue, serving you since 1968. 
This is Who's Talking on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Diehard Wahoo Frank Maloney and former UVA basketball standout Jim Hobbo Hobgood break down the Cavaliers each week in a way that only Frank and Hobbo can provide. Brought to you by Ortho, Virginia, Town Bank of Richmond, TGI Fridays, Clinical Research Partners, Richmond Allergy and Asthma, and Oaklea Press. Good evening, good evening, welcome, welcome. It's an unseasonably warm night tonight, and who's talking is on the air, Hobbo. Yeah, it's spring-like. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a better mood today than I was Saturday, and I was thinking, <laughs> you know, one of the downsides of playing a noon game is if you lose, it ruins your whole day. You know, I mean, it, it'd be different. You lose at 7 or 9 o'clock at night, then you go to sleep, try to sleep it off, but as my wife will tell you, I was in a bad mood all day long. I know. You were kicking the dog, weren't I you? I know. Well, what? I like the dog. I wouldn't kick the dog, you know. You thought about kicking the dog. <laughs> All right. What so, a great show we got tonight. Huge show. In fact, we got one of Virginia's all-time best big men under the hoop, Steve Castlin, coming up right away. Later in the show, we've got head lacrosse coach Lars Tiffany. Two-time your, national champion. Of your number one in the nation Cavalier lacrosse team. And we've got Dr. Boyd Rawls with the Ortho Virginia Injury Report. And uh, you never know who else might call in. We have a great show next week. I want to tease next week's show a little early. We have good friend Terry Gates coming on to talk basketball. And we've got Low Davis of Cavalier Futures uh, just committed. And so we're going to talk about name, image, and likeness and find out what UVA is doing in Charlottesville. Absolutely. Uh, but right now, we want to bring on Steve Castlin. As Frank said, he was, a, he was a who from 76 to 79, a member of the 76 ACC Tournament Champions, uh, was a terrific big guy, uh, played off, uh, obviously with uh, Lamp, Raker, and Gates. And at Steve, the, at you know, the end, hold on, at the beginning, he played with Wally Walker well, and so Mark Averoni. Well, I know that, the I-Man. He, yeah, so he, he, he survived Averoni's elbows. And uh, <laughs> he, he probably had, may have had both Stoke brothers, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, Steve, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I was thinking today, uh, between Averoni and... Uh, you know, Terry Gates, you must have had some spirited practices back in the day. <laughs> well, as, you, as you've already alluded to, Mark was uh, pretty physical, as was Terry. <laughs> but uh, it's hard. That's how we played. You yeah. know, we, especially the first couple of years, very physical. Let me ask you this. Uh, while we're on that, uh, we're all uh, obviously uh, feeling terribly sad uh, about Coach Holland's situation, and, and we also, uh, you know, keep Ann in our prayers. But any, uh, any thoughts about uh, your years uh, playing for Coach Holland back in the day? It, it's all good things. And, and, you know, when we get together, um, all the guys who play for Coach Holland, you know, there's, it's just a, a very strong bond that, that exists between us, and it all goes back to, to him as an individual, as a person, as a coach. Um, you know, and not everybody had a an NBA career to follow it. But it, it, as while we were at Virginia, you know, everybody was was pulling together, and, and Coach Holm he treated us well. Uh, he treated us respectfully, and, and that was a very mutual thing. And you were an engineering uh, so it is, it is major, a, weren't you? Were you? You're, you're an engineer, right? 
That's correct. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I walked by the engineering school on my way to the easy classes, uh, but <laughs> just <laughs> just kidding. Uh, at any rate, let's let's talk a little bit about the current team. Uh, did you get a chance to see the uh, disappointing uh, game on, over the weekend? I did. I did. I've been watching them pretty pretty faithfully all year, um, and as yeah, disappointing to say the least, but not shocking. Um, you know, I've said for a little while that Virginia Tech's record is not reflective of how good they they are. They certainly can be, and, and we saw that on Saturday. Um, the thing that's concerning from my perspective is that a couple times when they uh, they were doing the strong hedge up top, and they slipped the big guy who had the ball and got a free plane to the basket. You know, the coach, uh, Mike Young, figured out something, and they got a couple of easy buckets out of that. Um, the whole defensive thing is a concern right now, but I think uh, Coach Bennett will get together and they'll, they'll figure some things out as they usually do. Yeah, I think uh, you're exactly right, because I, I was telling Frank before we went on air, you're, you're used to, if an opponent gets to the rim, he's usually greeted by three Cavalier defenders. So it was really kind of bizarre to see Tech slipping those screens and going to the hoop for, for dunks. And I'm, I'm sure that's something that Coach Bennett has addressed since the game on Saturday. And uh, just looking at the preview of tomorrow night's game against NC State, uh, the, the, the notes indicate that Virginia has held ACC opponents under 70 points for 37 consecutive games, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they may have a tough time tomorrow night because NC State is a gifted offensive team. Uh, what do you think about the game against the Wolfpack tomorrow night? I've, not, I've seen them play, I think, once for part of one game, so I don't know them well. Um, but they're obviously they're very skilled, and given their record in conferences, so they're a little over halfway through the season as we are. They're just a shade behind us. So I think that speaks volumes about how good a team they are. Uh, and, and the reality is if we're not bringing our, our best defensive and offensive games, we're, you know, we're going to have a hard time um, winning. Um, and, and, you know, granted it was close, but uh, there's a lot of, it, it feels like there's a lot more parity this year in the conference than there was in the last couple of years. We had a couple handful of teams at the very top and everybody else was down below 500. Um, that's not happening so much this year. You know, Steve, uh, this is Frank and we're speaking with Steve Caslin. Um, Steve, uh, when you're watching the Cavalier team over the last six, seven games, eight games, Tony's gone away from using Shedrick and um, Caffaro, uh, you know, in the lineup at all. And, you know, at the time, you know, they were moving the ball so well and getting so many good looks. I, I understood and I understand that, you know, the offense was really gelling. However, he was essentially conceding a lot of rebounds and way too much penetration to the hoop. And unfortunately, um, those chickens have come home to roost now. And Virginia's got got some tough games going against State Tuesday, Duke Saturday, Louisville not so much the following Wednesday, Notre Dame Saturday. But if Virginia's going to win the ACC regular season, they've got to have – much better low post defense and significantly better rebounding, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? Well, when they went to the, uh, I guess they called the small lineup with with Vanderplas, um, you know, running at the top of the key. Obviously, he's a threat to shoot, 
And I think the, the thinking was that's going to pull the big guy out away from the basket, which opens up the middle for the for the other guys to cut and get inside. Um, you know, Kie doing one of his change of pace dribbles for a layup from the from the perimeter and whatnot. Um, I understand that, but the the other side of that is uh, obviously they are giving up protection at the rim um, and just blocking up the lane. So it's it's trade off, and this is what the you know what the coaches have to figure out. Uh, and they're doing it, you know, they're changing it and tweaking it with each different opponent. So we'll see what they happen. But, uh, you know, we got to make sure that Caden uh, and and uh, Poppy stay, you know, ahead in the game uh, with, the, with the way the thing is turning right now. So when the time comes, they're ready to pop in and, and do a good job. I'm but a, if, if either one of them could turn and square at 15, 18 feet, and I think Shedrick has done this a couple times early on. Yes. Um, I'm not sure how consistent because he hasn't done it a lot, but. You know, if he could turn and square at 15, 18 feet and be a threat, you know, that, that would add a ton. Well, you know, I'm more concerned um, with him cutting baseline and getting a dunk or getting a follow rebound tip in or dunk. But I'm really on the defensive end. Virginia gave up a plethora of, of easy points under the basket in the second half against VPI. Tony yeah. has got to address that. I mean that they can't they There's can't no go they can't go forward uh another minute until they resolve that. I know he you know Tony's you know a a basketball strategist genius. So he knows that, but I was surprised that they were doubling Justin Mutz 30 feet from the basket. I I was like what are they doing? I mean, I want him to shoot. Let him shoot outside uh and get him away from the basket, but you know, don't give up the lane. Don't give up the post. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what was happening there, but, you know, I, I expect they'll fix that. Steve, uh, uh, I'm curious, uh, this time of the year as you, as the Cavaliers march towards the ACC tournament, which this year is in Greensboro, do you ever have memories of Landover and remembering, you know, your team with Wally Walker and those guys and Langlow and, 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 that, that that team, and you guys were struggling to be a factor in that tournament. Uh, does your mind go back to that and you go, you know, we were able to overcome some close losses and then pull it all together in the tournament? Does that ever does it ever pop into your mind? Certainly. You know, anytime you watch an ACC and they, they there's a lot of programming these days looking back at the, the history of the ACC tournament, the thing that had on the ACC network was, was mm-hmm. interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also, you know, 10, 15 minutes from where I grew up. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of significance for me being that close to home and being the first time it was outside North Carolina was significant. Uh, you know, and Lefty was, was ready to jump on it and say, hey, now this is an opportunity to grab it. Um, and, and you're right. The three teams, the only three teams that we did not beat during the regular season, we lost to them twice each. Um, with the three that we beat in the tournament, State, Carolina, and Maryland. Uh, but all the games, particularly at the end of the season, when we lost, were very, very close, two points, three points. I think we lost at Carolina by, by a tip in at the, at the buzzer um, in that last uh, game against them. So we all felt that, yes, we could do this. Uh, and I remember Coach Holland uh, would be saying to um, some of the referees, you know, they don't have to win. Lou Moser, I think, is one of the guys. Mm-hmm. That, uh, in many words, they don't have to win because 
you know, you watch some of the games now and some of the calls and then the calls and the non-calls, you think, oh, my gosh, you know, what are these guys thinking? And certainly the rules have been evolved and, and tweaked here and there, so it's not quite the same. But sometimes you wonder. Uh, it just seems mm-hmm. it's just not it's not the not everybody's playing from the same playbook. You know, you know, the, interesting, the interesting thing, and maybe some people don't recall, you know, in 1977, you got back to the final against Carolina, Carolina. and unfortunately didn't win that game, but that, that was where uh, Ivoroni and Dean had a little scuffle <laughs> at halftime or whenever, so uh, so those were you know. two, two great years that uh, the team, you know, had when you were there uh, in your first couple of years in, in Charlottesville. Just... Uh, yeah, go ahead. First two years, we were we were five and five and one in the ACC tournament, which is you know, two. which was probably the best two years back to back in the tournament ever. I would think so. Yeah, I, I bet you if we go back and check the the book, I, you know, my dad used to go to all the ACC tournament games, and he called me from Landover right after. You guys were lifting Wally Walker up in the air, and everybody was dancing. No, on that the floor. was certainly the uh, first time we had ever reached the final. Was seventy six? Oh know. my goodness! In, in he my won. my years, we made the semifinals every year, but didn't never got to the final game. Well, he, my dad and his friends were just—they were over the moon after that. I mean, it—it it was that was the craziest time, and uh, I just want to thank you. And you know, we've told this to Bobby Stokes, and we never can get Langlo to come on the air. We don't know what. Langlo is in the witness protection program now, you, or something. You will, you will, you will appreciate this. Uh, Bob Brody likes to talk about you it. Know, Linda and I were at Charlie McDaniel's house for a fundraiser for my congressional boss. And wow. uh, Linda came up from the basement after we had won the game, and she was crying. And the congressman asked her, what was, what's the problem? And she said, we won. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, tears, they were tears of joy, uh, thanks we, to Steve and his teammates. Uh, Steve, you and, you and Otis and Billy Langlo and... Bobby Stokes, um, uh, Mark Ivoroni, and um, who I'm leaving somebody out. Well, Wally, Walker, Wally, yeah. Well, uh, mostly because Wally gets yeah. all the platitudes, and you know we have him on often. Steve, and we, uh, just we you know, him. the one thing back in those days, you didn't have the three point basket. How, how has the game changed in your opinion since you played? Back in the day, you know, whether you're 20, 30 feet or ten feet, it's two points. Uh, you, we were able to jam the lane a lot more effectively. Uh, you know, you, you protected, you know, you knew the teams that could shoot from the perimeter and you tried to guard them, but you, you know, the risk there was no, really no greater than it was if they're 10 feet from the basket. So you could really, you know, plug up the lane and build that defense out from the lane, um, and not have to worry about it. But now, you know, it's crazy where these guys are shooting from. You know they're shooting from the uh, some of the, the, the half court emblems on the court, yeah, and, and it's going in. Uh, you know, it's it, it makes a lot. Of, it's just a different has a lot more to the strategy. You know, it's, it's um, interesting. You know, the one the the commentators always uh, refer to Jaden Gardner as having a good mid range game. And mm-hmm. he's one of the few. You know, most people, they either want to take it to the rim or shoot the three. So that, that mid, mid-range mid jump shot sort of uh, gone out of fashion here in recent years. Well, but if, you know, I think he, he, he uses it. He doesn't have as much of a three as some of the other guys. But if you're, if you're hitting 60% or better from that two-point, you know, the, in the uh, mid-range jumper, um, at some point, that becomes better than shooting thirty-five or thirty percent from three-point. Right. 
Right. Um, you know, we have to work the numbers a little bit, but you know, when when the three pointer is not dropping, you know, and you need points, you know, you use the the two point. They do that at some point, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know how much they emphasize it in, in the practices and whatnot, and, and as part of their strategy, because yeah, I, it is a strategy to to you know drive in and then kick it out to the three pointer, and if if the guys are making it, it's great. Yeah, I uh, um, I shot from the perimeter, even though we got two. Mainly because if you went to the basket, people like you would beat the crap out of me, you know. Yes, and and I'd like to have seen some of those collisions. That would have been fun. Hey, at any rate, Steve, we we got to run, but we we thank you for your time. It's it's nice to go down old memory lane, and uh, very best to you. And hopefully, we'll see you at the player reunion uh, against Louisville in a few weeks. Okay, very good. I'm planning on it. All Take right, care, Steve. Steve Castellan. We're going to be back with the Ortho Virginia injury report with Doctor Boyd Rawls, and then don't forget Lars Tiffany in the second half hour. Don't change that dial. You're listening to Who's Talking. In 1984, Charles McDaniel capped off his third straight season leading UVA in tackles and was named first team All-ACC. McDaniel has continued a legacy with a career of a different approach, helping move individuals and companies with ease. Since 2005, McDaniel has served as the CEO of Hildrup, one of the most acclaimed moving companies in the U.S. Whether moving near or far, Hildrup will show you why they are the best moving services company. Next time you need help moving, go to Hildrup. Invictus Sales and Marketing is the fastest-growing electrical sales agency in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Led by former Wahoo Paul Collins, Class of 90, and his partner Pete Houston, Invictus is your go-to for any of your electrical needs. From residential to commercial and industrial, Invictus can help you pick out what you need and get it when you need it. Invictus is derived from the Latin word Invicta, meaning undefeated. All of the lighting upgrades across Scott Stadium and the Pergolo lighting are represented by Invictus Sales and Marketing. The future of Virginia football is very bright. The mission is clear at the Faison Center, to give children and adults with autism and related challenges the best opportunity to improve their life's journey through evidence-based practice. Their mission across the lifespan is accomplished through specific programs designed to meet the needs of families at different points in their lives. The Faison School, the Faison Behavioral Health Clinic and Faison Adult Services. To learn more, go to FaisonCenter.org and consider making an online gift or call the Faison Center at 804 612 1947. Maxwell Associates is a full service accounting and business advisory firm with a large focus on business sales for Main Street and lower middle market businesses. With three offices in Richmond and a team of CPAs and enrolled agents, Maxwell & Associates offers tax prep services, bookkeeping, payroll services, along with full-service business brokerage offerings, including succession and growth planning, mergers and acquisitions, and post-business sale consulting. Call 804-200-8442 to speak to Jim. Mitchell Endoscopy Center is a full-service gastroenterology practice specializing in colon cancer screening. All procedures are performed by a physician in our state-of-the-art endoscopy center under monitored propofol sedation. New recommendations for colon cancer screening start at age 45. Cancer screening should be a regular part of your life. Screening tests help find cancer early. Come visit us at mitchellendoscopycenter.com or call 804 282 3114 to schedule your screening colonoscopy now. Finding a reputable law firm can be a daunting task, especially in the midst of a crisis. But Jeff McDonald and Associates is here to help. Jeff McDonald Associates is a personal injury and workers' comp law firm based in Virginia. For over 25 years, our team has been helping injury victims get the compensation they need after a serious accident disrupts their life. 
Injured? Don't wait. Just call the Yates. 804-888-8888. Ortho Virginia is now introducing the newest doctor, Dr. Owusu Achao, but his patients know him as Dr. O. Dr. O is an orthopedic surgeon specializing in sports-related injuries with Ortho Virginia. Dr. O practices locally in Richmond at our Schrader Road office, as well as Prince George. He performs minimally invasive repairs of the knee and hip, especially ACL surgery and hip labral repairs. Excellent team-based sports medicine care has the power to level the playing field and uplift communities. At Ortho Virginia, we are passionate about getting you back in the game. Canal Capital Management is a fully integrated wealth planning firm whose singular focus is on growing and in protecting the the wealth of their clients. Canal's unique approach provides an array of services, including investment management, tax and financial planning, real estate management, business consulting, and family office services. Canal Capital Management and former UVA kicker Noah Greenbaum are proud supporters of Who's Talking. Canal was built for a single purpose, to provide clients with a simple, understandable process to grow, protect, and eventually transfer their wealth. Nobody covers the Wahoos quite like these two. You're listening to Who's Talking with Frank Maloney and Jim Hobbo Hobgood on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan and now on 1051 FM. All right, you gotta love Orange Crush by REM right there. And the Wahoos, despite Saturday, are still number two in the conference. They're tied for first in the ACC in the loss column with The all-important loss column. And Virginia's number nine in the nation, which is more important. Well, eight in the AP. Eight, eight. Well, I got number nine. Which one is it? Uh, nine in the coaches, eight in the AP. So Correct. We'll, we'll, eight. Take, we'll take the one that's higher. We're eight and a half. We're, we're eight and a half. I'll take you know, it. What do the coaches know? I'm, yeah. I'm going with the writers this week. All right. So uh, the Cavaliers, uh, to our knowledge, are not dealing with any major health issues on the, for the basketball team. No, we've been uh, knock on the, uh, the so-called, well, wood. it's not really wood. Well, this is wood right here on the it's, end. It's fake wood. No, that's real wood. That's oh, real. good, good. Well, that'll count. I think, I think we have Dr. Rawls on the line. Oh, Dr. Hey, Dr. Boyd, uh, good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> How are you? Uh, hopefully you didn't have to, like, leave surgery and... Leave someone's wrist dangling out there. He told the nurse. Oh, no. He told the nurse to <laughs> no, finish no, up. Never. Finish up. You know, <laughs> s- stitch this guy up, would you? So, uh, <laughs> so uh, this is the Ortho Virginia Injury Report. We want to welcome Dr. Boyd Rawls, good friend, contributor, and sponsor of the show. Boyd, uh, to my knowledge, all the Wahoos on the basketball team are healthy right now, and I'm not aware yeah. of any major issues with anybody in the spring sports yet. I'm sure we'll start hearing something in the weeks ahead. But anyway, I thought yeah. we'd do the Fireman's Fun flashback and remember what <laughs> happened to Sean Moore, the great University of Virginia quarterback, playing against Maryland in Scott Stadium back in 1990 when he was rolling to his left near the goal line, and he went to throw, and a Maryland linebacker that was blitzing up the middle was catching him from behind, and he swung his hand and fist, and he hit Sean Moore's hand. And he broke Sean's thumb on his right throwing hand. Yeah. Um, it's one of the most painful pieces of video you can watch. And for me, I ran down in the stadium at the end of that game to see that. And I actually saw it from the, you know, the end zone seats. And I, was, I couldn't believe it. It was just one of those plays. And it affected Virginia because we still had 
the VPI game to end the season in Blacksburg, and Virginia was going to go to a major bowl. They end up playing Tennessee in the Sugar Bowl, Sugar I believe. Sugar Bowl, I think, yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, Sean had to play with this wrapped wrist and hand. I'm sure you remember that or know of it. How did they have to? How did they try to treat that hand and wrist, and uh, so that he could at least compete? Hey, Boyd was still in diapers yeah. back in those days. Yeah. No, but he's seen the video. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Hubbo. He's not that yeah. young. A little, little, little before my time, you know. But uh, you know, and I can't remember exactly what happened with that. I do, I do, you know, you know, recall hearing about it. I guess you know later on, but um, you know, I guess, I guess if he kept playing, you know, I don't know if it's something they needed to operate on or not. Certainly, some of those things you do, um, uh, you know, if he's even immobilized, you know, taped, casted, you know, whatever. That's that's pretty tough for a quarterback, you know, with his throwing hand, you know, especially a thumb, you know, gripping the football and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that he could, you know, continue to compete uh, well, he, after that. He did, he, he did not play at VPI. Matt Blunden played at VPI, and that was a painful mm-hmm. game to watch because the rest yeah. of the Virginia team was head and shoulders above that Hokies team, but it didn't turn out yeah. well that night. Then they played in the yeah. Sugar Bowl, and Sean played the first half, but he really couldn't throw the ball. And it was so painful yeah. to see one of the best – quarterbacks in Virginia history uh, and and yeah. one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC history deal with such a um, untimely and an unfortunate injury. Well, you know, the interesting thing, Boyd, yeah. is uh, certainly from a basketball, baseball standpoint, uh, you, you have a broken finger or anything related to your hand. Or wrist. It, it makes wrist. it yep. very difficult to play. I, you know, we, Absolutely. We, don't, we don't like to talk about tech, but, uh, you know, their hotshot freshman <laughs> kid, Rice, uh, broke a finger, I think, in practice, and is out for the season. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's hard hard to play at a high level if uh, you know. I know I know I injured a thumb in in high school, and you don't realize how much you do with your thumb until it's not usable. <laughs> yeah, you're really at a, at a loss. I assume you're seeing a fair number of finger uh, injuries, things like that, even from high school basketball kids, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball is kind of a heavy time of year for me. <laughs> really, basketball season. Um, so I guess that game would have been if it's going into the VPI game. If the schedule was the same, it was probably kind of in November sometime. So I guess they had had a period of time to you know treat it, you know, allow things to heal enough so that it was safe for them to play. But you know, even injuries like that just kind of getting your getting that you know web space between the thumb and the index finger stretched back out, and you know, getting some of that strength that's so important back is would be tough. You know, I guess it'd be about six weeks till. You know, around New Year's mm. when the Sugar Bowl would have been. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> well, he, he gamely attempted to play, and it just didn't work out. Now, the yeah. interesting thing <laughs> is the following year, Matt Blunden took the reins and had an unbelievable season. He set an ACC yeah. record for most consecutive passes without an interception. And I remember watching Virginia beat NC State in Scott Stadium, and it was like 35 to nothing. And he played mm-hmm. – he played an amazing game. I think he completed like 15 straight passes or something. But anyway. Uh, and we don't <laughs> see that. But, you know, between Blunden and Kirby, guys that played football and basketball, we, yeah. we haven't had much instance of that uh, in recent years. Yeah. But at any rate, hey, Boyd, uh, we appreciate you taking a call, a time to call in, and uh, we always love hearing from you. Wish you the very best, and we'll talk to you soon. 
All right, appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. All right, Take Dr. Care. Boyd Rawls from Ortho, Virginia. We're uh, still expecting and hoping to hear from head lacrosse coach Lars Tiffany after these messages you're listening to Who's Talking. At Kelleher, we have been serving the Metro Richmond area for over 50 years. We specialize in train heating and cooling products. In addition to serving all your heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical generator, and heating oil needs. With a fourth generation now in the business, Kelleher's team has the depth you can bet on for years to come. It's hard to stop a train, and it's hard to stop the Kelleher team. Orange and blue serving you since 1968. It's always Friday at TGI Fridays, and now it's always happy hour. All day, every day at all four of our Richmond locations with $4 cocktails and $2 Miller Lite drafts. All day, every day at TGI Fridays. Enjoy wings cooked to perfection in your choice of sauces, whiskey glaze, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo, garlic parm, apple butter barbecue, and many more. Join us every Sunday at the West Pride location for every pro football game. And cheer on your favorite team with all day happy hour only at TGI Fridays. Delivery available at Fridays.com. Hello, this is Kevin Lang with Town Bank. As a proud graduate of EBA, I know talent gets you on the field, but it's attitude and effort that keeps you there. That's how we play at Town Bank. Local bankers, local decisions, team players. It's what you can count on from Town Bank. Serving others and enriching lives. Town Bank is a proud supporter of UVA sports. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, this is Boyd Rawls. I'm an orthopedic hand surgeon specializing in hand, wrist, and elbow injuries. I'm a diehard Wahoo who completed nearly all of my training at the University of Virginia. Ortho Virginia is the largest multi-specialty orthopedic practice in Virginia. We have offices in Richmond, Lynchburg, Northern Virginia, and Virginia Beach. Our dedicated certified hand therapists will work hard to speed your recovery. For more information, please visit our website, orthovirginia.com. The mission is clear at the Faison Center, to give children and adults with autism and related challenges the best opportunity to improve their life's journey through evidence-based practice. Their mission across the lifespan is accomplished through specific programs designed to meet the needs of families at different points in their lives. The Faison School, the Faison Behavioral Health Clinic, and Faison Adult Services. To learn more, go to faisoncenter.org and consider making an online gift. Or call the Faison Center at 804-612-1947. Maxwell & Associates is a full-service accounting and business advisory firm with a large focus on business sales for Main Street and lower middle market businesses. With three offices in Richmond and a team of CPAs and enrolled agents, Maxwell & Associates offers tax prep services, bookkeeping, payroll services, along with full-service business brokerage offerings, including succession and growth planning, mergers and acquisitions, and post-business sale consulting. Call 804-200-8442 to speak to Jim. Do you suffer from allergies? Are you tired of feeling tired? Are you getting sinus infection after sinus infection? You may even have eczema or asthma. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists and find out what's causing your symptoms. Remember, if you're trying to put out a fire, stop pouring gas on it. Come to Richmond Allergy and Asthma Specialists today. You can find us at richmondallergy.com. 
Charles McDaniel, starting UVA linebacker from 82 to 85, set a record with 130 tackles. Now McDaniel is the president of Hildrup Moving and Storage, an agent for United Van Lines. The same discipline McDaniel showed on the field is now seen through his leadership at Hildrup. Whether you're moving your home, company, or employees, Hildrup is committed to helping you get to your next destination with ease. Their game plan, to be the best moving services company, period. Next time you need help moving, call Hildrup at 800-476-6683. The only way to get closer to the Cavaliers is to make the team. This is Who's Talking with Frank Maloney and Jim Hobbo Hobgood on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan and now on 105.1 FM. All right, one of the great songs from the MTV music video era. Who's Talking is back, and we're very excited to have none other than UVA's head lacrosse coach, two-time national champion, two-time coach of the year, I think. Hall of Fame in waiting. I think seventh year as the Cavaliers you know, head we have, coach. I, I was thinking, you know, Brian O'Connor, Tony Bennett, Lars Tiffany, we have three coaches that are Hall of Fame in waiting. We guys. just That's who we should just have every week. I know. That's, hey, right, Coach, have, uh, this is Hobbo here. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a quick question to get started. Uh, obviously, you had exhibition games against Navy and Georgetown. What did you learn about your team from those games? Yeah, well, first of all, let's not talk about Hall of Fame because now you've got me retired, and I'm enjoying my life too much. I'm enjoying coaching and being with these men, and and uh, I want to squeeze every day right now. Well, no, um, no, no, no. You know, there, there are active coaches in the Hall of Fame. Look at good old Jim Beheim. He's still going strong in 47 years, you know, or something like that. That's an interesting name to have brought up, Hava. Yeah. By the way, at any rate, I know, back to the Virginia lacrosse team and the exhibition games as you uh, obviously get ready for the actual opener this weekend against Michigan. But the exhibition games, uh, what, what, what did you find out, if anything, from those games? Yeah, well, it was, uh, first of all, it was a good opportunity to see a first year in, uh, at the Faceoff X. Uh, Mac Eldridge uh, from Richmond, Virginia, um, is, a, uh, is new here. And our phenomenal Faceoff. I shouldn't call specialist because Pete LaSalle does more than just face off. He gets yes. goals. He does so much for us. He's been banged up, and we're resting him, and we're hopeful, hopeful he can play this weekend. But yeah, so it was an opportunity for a first year to get in there and get a lot of great reps against uh, uh, talented Navy and Georgetown faceoff men. So Mac Eldridge, um, he didn't. He, he held his own. He's, he's got a lot to learn. He's <clears> getting better, but that was great experience for him, and it was really important too to to see if we have depth behind PD. We, we've been leaning on PD for, it feels like 10 years now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, when you start as a first year and then you have an extra year of COVID, so you have a fifth year, you know, it feels like you've always been here. And, uh, and so we, we, we've learned that, uh, that Mac can hold his own at the face off X, uh, that we need to still get better. Um, offensively, you know, Connor Schellenberger is, is right back to who, you know, he always has been. He's a, uh, he's, he's simply one of the best players in the country. And, running our offense, the quarterback back there, very intelligent decisions, knows when to strike, knows when to pull it back, feed, dodge. Um, he's playing fantastic lacrosse. The rest of our offense, we're not quite there yet. You know, it's like finding the right lineup. Who's the re- who should be running together? Uh, Coach Kerwin, yeah, I don't know if we've really figured that piece out yet. We have so many good pieces. That's this embarrassment of riches. We have so much talent on offense. 
And, um, you know, we're trying to find the right lineup. And so I don't know if we found that in these first two scrimmages. And uh, uh, so we've got a new idea coming into this Michigan game where we're going to put some different pieces of the puzzle. Um, but um, it's been a uh, it's been a good challenge. It's, it was two good scrimmages. And uh, and here we go with the Wolverines up at Clockner on Saturday. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. That's an interesting team to come to Clockner. Um, did the the schedule this year, just in general, you're playing some teams that Virginia has never played, to my knowledge. Uh, I certainly don't remember them. Um, <clears throat> and I'm also glad to see Hopkins is back on the schedule, uh, although I think that's like like a Tuesday night or something. Coach, talk to us about the schedule, and is it a result of a reaction to last year where the ACC was dissed by the tournament committee and the rest of the national lacrosse media, or was it just an evolution that was bound to happen? Uh, you're actually onto something with the former versus the latter. I, and I recognize last year was an anomaly. The ACC will, for the most years, earn three, if not four teams, because the way the selection criteria currently exists, it offers the ACC teams more options to gain more teams and more. But last year was an anomaly, but I still overreacted. So, yes, mm-hmm. went out and grabbed some better teams, beefed up the schedule, and, and I think hopefully exciting for the Virginia fan. Say, oh, wow, Michigan, yes. Ohio State, and Harvard to start the year. That's not the typical teams we see. So, you know, it, it does spice it up a little bit, too. Um, we've been having to work on these scouting reports because all three are brand new to start the season. And so we've been working on them for the last couple of months. And, uh, uh, and two of those opponents, Michigan and then Harvard, it'll be their first game they play. So, uh, so we got a lot to learn there. But, yeah, we, we just wanted to up the schedule. We wanted to – and to be honest with you, too, sometimes the men, you know, trying to get them up for some of those games – that are not necessarily the strongest opponent. Um, you know, and I would sort of beg and plead with them. Hey, fellas, you know, you only get like 15 of these. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, coach is still hard. So, okay, I'll get rid of those games. Here you go. And here's, here's two Big Ten teams and, a, uh, and an Ivy League team. And um, so uh, we've got their attention now. <laughs> well, Coach, we, uh, we know that the, the average – lacrosse fan in Charlottesville and beyond is going to like this schedule. Maryland is on the schedule. That's a, a meaty opponent. Let's talk about Maryland a second. They had a, a loaded team last year, lots of experience, a lot of depth, and a lot of firepower. I know you know that, Coach. Um, what were the takeaways from last season, and is there anything that you may have learned or your team has learned from uh, facing Maryland last year? that may help you this year? Sure. You know, what John Tillman, the Maryland coach, and his staff have done there is um, they've built a program that's sustainable. Um, I'm watching tremendous players the last two years earn our version of the Heisman Trophy, the Tawartan Award. Mm. And they do that two years in a row. And now they bounce back in their opening game and score 15 goals and win convincingly against Dan Shamati's very tough, talented Richmond spider team. I, you know, John Tillman's got this thing rolling and I'm watching some of that game film of the Maryland's Richmond game. And I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit startled by how mid season end of season form Maryland looks despite all the graduation losses and it being 
early February lacrosse game. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's he's done a really nice job put, creating systems, um, and they're flowing on offense. Oh, my gosh, they move that ball and they flow. They don't stand still for a second. And really stout defensively. He's a great faceoff guy and a great goalie who are both back. This, uh, Logan McEnany and Luke Rearman, uh, the goalie and faceoff man respectively, are uh, have returned after having phenomenal 22 years. So what we saw in 22 was the new bar, meaning mm-hmm. we were we may have defined the bar a couple of years before that, but Maryland set a bar so high that we we just weren't ready for that. We couldn't reach it, and, and that's why they humbled us in the uh, NCAA quarterfinals. And so that's been the challenge for our men. It's like, okay, we know, we know what the new bar is. Maryland's defined it. we got to work a lot harder. we got to train. we got to be much more efficient. And, um, and so I, I don't know if we've seen that in these two scrimmages. You know, we, we tend to be a little bit more of a progress, progression mm-hmm. in work as the season starts. But as you noted earlier, with our schedule, we don't have a lot of time to uh, dilly-dally here. Well, that uh, that game against Maryland, uh, for people to know, is Saturday, March 18th at 2 o'clock in Charlottesville. Coach, I, I just had a curious uh, question. Uh, obviously, we talk a lot about the transfer portal and NIL related to football and basketball. Has it had any impact on lacrosse at this stage? It has. Uh, uh, lacrosse men are not signing seven-figure deals. Uh, majority of them signing three to four figure deals. Um, a couple might be doing a five figure. It might be you might hear ten to twenty thousand once in a while, but um, yeah, so it's it's there and it's not game changing. Uh, I don't think it'll change the direction a recruit is heading, um, but it, it's a nice supplement, um, which is what I think NIL is supposed to be. Right? It's not supposed to be inducing. You know, it's uh, it's supposed to be supplemental. Yeah, it's supposed to be an add-on, a supplemental, a a, a contributory. It's not supposed to be a defining, well, I'm going to go to that school because they're paying me. But that's what it's becoming. It's in football and basketball, it is it is it is wrecking the way the system has worked pretty well for a long time, but it's it's turned everything upside down. Let's let's talk about the goalies. So the incumbent Matthew Noons. Uh, showed flashes of greatness and a few moments of indecision. <clears throat> I understand he's getting quite a challenge from Kyle Morris, the young man from Gilman. He is, and it's it's a bit of a predicament. It's a good predicament. We would love to redshirt Kyle Morris. Mm-hmm. Kyle's, and we don't talk about redshirting the guys who we don't think are going to be very good. Redshirt sometimes has a negative connotation. It's not done off in lacrosse, and when I want to do it, when I think of it is, I see somebody who's very talented, but there's somebody just ahead of him. And this is a perfect example, Matt Nunes being a second year and Kyle Morris being a first year. I'm like, man, if we could separate them by a year, can Matt Nunes <laughs> play at high, high enough level all year and be consistent where we can keep Kyle on the bench and not play him a single minute? That's it. That, that, that'll be the challenge. Now, the other part of it is we do see Kyle playing well in practice, and he did. you are allowed to scrimmage. That's a nice thing. So Kyle was able to be in both of these Navy and Georgetown scrimmages, and he may he, he have some nice performance. He may made some nice plays. So we know we've got a capable backup in Kyle Morris. So Kyle Morris, here's the deal. You don't declare redshirt at the beginning of the season. You just move forward every day thinking, okay, this could be the redshirt year. But 
I told him, hey, look, all of a sudden, if I turn to you in the middle of the Notre Dame game and I need you, <laughs> you're in. And there's no redshirt that season. So that's a difficult emotional preparation every game, right? <laughs> and uh, um, But that's the plan that we have at this point. Um, but we also we feel strongly about Matt News. He, he, we think for a first year, last year, um, we think he held up. You know, he had a, a lot asked of him as a first year. Yep. And um, he, uh, uh, so we have a lot of confidence in that. Um, but we, yeah, we really like Kyle as well. Well, you've got your whole defense back. Uh, you know, uh, Cade Sawstead, um, Quentin Metsui, Cole Kastner. Um, you know, you, you, you've got those guys plus some others. Um, don't you feel pretty good about your defense this year? I, what I really feel good about them is that, that all that experience you just mentioned, along with the captain Grayson Saladay yes. and uh, Noah Chismar and Evan Zinn, is the communication that they're making on the field is to a level that we've never had, almost never had here before. And what I mean by that is they're, they're switching defenses. They're making calls that I could have only dreamt about having the defense do my first few years here. And that's because some of these men have been here five years. And they understand our defense. They understand how I think. And we're at a point right now where they're switching defenses, not from the sidelines, but from within. Yes. And, and I just love that they have that sense of ownership. Um, now, granted, we've given it to them, but they're taking it. And yes. they're speaking the language with each other. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. We're still not as sharp as we need to be on defense, but the ownership and the voice and the, uh, the communication um, – it's 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 really exciting to me. All right, now last question, and then we've got to jump because we're out of time. But you have a a grad transfer, I believe, from the left coast that uh, apparently is quite the athlete and a, a real physical specimen. I can I can't remember his name. I, I apologize. Ricky Mizan. Yes, there you go. Tell yeah. us about him because he's he's sort of an unusual physical specimen. He, he really is. You don't get a lot of 6'2", 235-pound lacrosse players. <laughs> and uh, Ricky uh, uh, went to Stanford, uh, spent four and a half years there, earned his degree in December. Uh, meanwhile, he was playing linebacker and uh, earned honorable mention Pac-12 his final season. Uh, but he had some years of eligibility left. And uh, he's got a twinkle in his eye when you talk about lacrosse. And so instead of trying to pursue – yeah, the NFL, it wasn't going to be an easy path to try to make the NFL. But instead of trying to pursue that, he's chosen to say, you know, I would really like to earn a master's degree and see if I can play two seasons with the Virginia lacrosse team. Um, yeah, so he had, he had gone is, to the Episcopal school. Yes, you're which right. Is, which is interesting that he went, he left Alexandria, Virginia, went all the way to, the, to Stanford on the left coast, and now he's come back. And so I'm sure his family and friends – can finally come see him play in person. Our two scrimmages, um, we scrimmaged Navy up there at St. James in Springfield, Virginia, that indoor facility, beautiful facility. And then we scrimmaged at Georgetown this past weekend. His parents <laughs> are just laughing because he used to have to go cross, cross country, you know, <laughs> six hour flights each way. You know, now they're driving 30 minutes to go watch their son play. Isn't that um, cool? It, it's, uh, but yeah, Ricky's, uh, Ricky's a force, and he was a highly touted lacrosse player out of high school who didn't play football until 11th grade. Wow. And then all of a sudden, he got on the football field, and then the Dukes and Stanfords and everybody, Virginians, were all over him for football. He went that route, 
So he's actually a really good lacrosse player. He's got stick skills. And uh, um, now luckily he doesn't hit us in practice. He did hit somebody in the Georgetown scrimmage that was like, whoa. (laughs) Hey, Coach, uh, we thank you uh, for your time. Good luck Saturday against Michigan. Good luck throughout the season. And we'd love to have you back on as the season unfolds. But uh, Coach Large Stephanie, uh, very best to you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Lawrence. All right. All right, come back, and uh, we'll take a look at some of the upcoming ACC basketball games this week and uh, take another look at the big game tomorrow night in Charlottesville, 9 o'clock, NC State at JPJ. Stay tuned. You're listening to Who's Talking. It's your number one online source as a Virginia fan. TheSaber.com gives you the best access to Virginia football. Throws down the middle of the field. It's caught. Keon Johnson reaches Men's it. basketball. Cavaliers having to face the noise. Parentes fires from three and hits another dagger. And recruiting. You know, with UVA, I know he made a visit to Charlottesville last month. Plus, don't forget about the informative articles and, of course, the message boards. The online source for the serious Wahoo fan. TheSaber.com Thank you to all Virginia Athletic Foundation members for your support of Virginia Athletics. This is Brennan Armstrong, quarterback for your Virginia Cavaliers. Your contributions help our team excel in the classroom, competition, and in the community. Go Hoos! Hi, I'm Tony Elliott. I encourage you to support our efforts to build the model program by becoming a member of the Virginia Athletics Foundation today. To make a difference in the lives of UVA student-athletes, call the Virginia Athletics Foundation at 434-982-5555 or visit Virginia athleticsfoundation.com Hello, this is Kevin Lang with Town Bank. As a proud graduate of EBA, I know talent gets you on the field, but it's attitude and effort that keeps you there. That's how we play at Town Bank. Local bankers, local decisions, team players. It's what you can count on from Town Bank. Serving others and enriching lives. Town Bank is a proud supporter of UVA sports. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Jeff McDonald and Associates is a personal injury and workers' compensation law firm based out of Richmond, Virginia. For over 25 years, our attorneys at Jeff McDonald Associates have been standing up to big insurance bullies for our clients. With our no-fee guarantee, you will owe us nothing until you have won your case. If you or a loved one has suffered an injury or been wronged, just call the 8s, 804-888-888. Canal Capital Management is a fully integrated wealth planning firm whose singular focus is on growing and protecting the wealth of their clients. Canal's unique approach provides an array of services, including investment management, tax and financial planning, real estate management, business consulting, and family office services. Canal Capital Management and former UVA kicker Noah Greenbaum are proud supporters of Who's Talking. Canal was built for a single purpose, to provide clients with a simple, understandable process to grow, protect, and eventually transfer their wealth. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Call for Clinical Research Partners. With all the crazy new infections going on these days like Lyme, COVID, flu, and monkeypox, we need newer and better medicines to stay healthy. Clinical trials are the only way that happens. Clinical Research Partners is now testing new vaccines for flu, COVID, and more. We need you. Come in and be in one of our studies now. Find us at clinicalresearchrva.com. 
It's always Friday at TGI Fridays, and now it's always happy hour. All day, every day at all four of our Richmond locations with $4 cocktails and $2 Miller Lite drafts. All day, every day at TGI Fridays. Enjoy wings cooked to perfection in your choice of sauces, whiskey glaze, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo, garlic parm, apple butter barbecue, and many more. Join us every Sunday at the West Broad location for every pro football game. And cheer on your favorite team with all day happy hour only at TGI Fridays. Delivery available at Fridays.com. Mitchell and Endoscopy Center is a full-service gastroenterology practice specializing in colon cancer screening. All procedures are performed by a physician in our state-of-the-art endoscopy center under monitored propofol sedation. New recommendations for colon cancer screening start at age 45. Cancer screening should be a regular part of your life. Screening tests help find cancer early. Come visit us at MitchellEndoscopyCenter.com or call 804-282-3114 to schedule your screening colonoscopy now. Nobody covers the Wahoos quite like these two. It's Who's Talking with Frank Maloney and Jim Hobbo-Hobga on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan and now on 105.1 FM. Who's Talking is back. We've had fun with uh, head coach Lars Tiffany just moments ago, Dr. Boyd Rawls, uh, was uh, excellent during the Ortho Virginia Injury Report. And leading off tonight, Steve Castellan, the cerebral one who used to play basketball like it was uh, like a good bar fight. He would go get those rebounds. And uh, even Terry Gates will tell you that, that Steve Castellan was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. He and Mark Ivoroni and Terry Gates, as I say, those were three very physical players and very, very good players. Who uh, do we have next week? We have, speaking of Terry Gates, uh, he <laughs> will be joining us to uh, talk a little hoop. And as we said earlier, Lo Davis, who is now the executive director, I think, of Cavalier Futures. So it'll be interesting to get his perspective on exactly uh, how they're going to proceed. To With keep name, Vir- image, likeness. Right, to keep Virginia competitive in college athletics. Unfortunately, uh, NIL is a, a fact of life these days. And uh, Dr. O will join us uh, next week with the Ortho Virginia Injury Report. Dr. Uh, Uwusa Achao, for those that have not heard him. he's And he's a terrific guy, knows a lot of basketball and football people in the Richmond area. So we're very excited to have him coming back. And tomorrow night, uh, 9 o'clock, uh, a late tip at JPJ, uh, North Carolina State, uh, that has won three of the last four meetings, including a 77-63 win in Raleigh last year, uh, which Casey Morsell had 10 points. So Casey Morsell, a former who, uh, is in the starting lineup for the Wolfpack. Really a pivotal game for the uh, ACC standings for Virginia. North Carolina State's 9-4. <coughs> Virginia's nine and three. Uh, Clemson has three losses. Pitt has three losses along with Virginia, and obviously Miami with four. Duke with four, and uh, you know Duke and Miami have a big game tonight, starting at seven o'clock, moments away down in Coral Gables. So almost an elimination game, it seems. Yeah, well, certainly a big game for both both of those teams. And uh, UNC plays Wake tomorrow night. Another big game. Carolina coming off that loss at Duke. They're starting to get uh, a few too many losses down there in Chapel Hill land. So, Which is uh, surprising. Yeah, for a team that was preseason number one, uh, you'd have to say their year has been disappointing so far, but still time for them to turn it around. Well, uh, the Cavaliers against State, I have to think that the Cavs are going to win a nail-biter. I predict a three-point victory. All right, there's a big game on Sunday. Maybe you've heard about it. It's called the Super Bowl. 
And I'm predicting that the Eagles, representatives of the NFC East, will beat the Chiefs 31-27. What do you say? That's the score I had written down. Uh, I hate to pick the Eagles since I'm a Pittsburgh fan, but I go with the Eagles. All right, quick, quick. Go Hoos. Eagles. Thanks for listening to Who's Talking on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Brought to you by Ortho, Virginia. Town Bank of Richmond. TGI Fridays. Clinical Research Partners. Richmond Allergy and Asthma. And Oakley Press.